Hi, this is Bud Rebel and welcome to the Bud Rebel Show. This show features many exciting things. We have new products that you never hear anywhere else. They'll either make you money, lose you money, or make you think. We always have a unique, exciting guest, which I'm going to introduce in a minute. And But tonight, something tragic happened in my life, and I'll get to that at the end. So just to get myself moving, I guess, I'm going to have one of these La Colombo triple latte. Do you have one of these? Yeah, they're pretty good. So, Ooh. yeah, just gotta get myself a little umph. Okay. So, tonight I'm going to introduce a man named John. Can you pronounce your last name? I'm really bad with last names. Damiano. Okay, that's, I'm just gonna call you John. <laughs> John, you have an interesting take on the music business, if I'm correct. You're in a band, I think, a little bit too, right? Yeah, I'm. I'm technically in two bands. Two bands, and I think you're drumming in one of the bands. Or I drum in both. Both bands. I okay. can't do anything else musically. You can sing. No, I can't do like. How about dance? Know, I can't play guitar. Can't dance. Can't do anything. How about beat dogs, and you do that. <laughs> <laughs> Personal joke, everybody. So, um, so in the bands, what kind of music? What in the bands? What kind of? Uh, they like one's a country band, right? Uh, folk, but more. Oh, wow. it's, it's, I was it's, joking. Folk. It's folk. Yeah. Uh, which I guess I guess there's it gets in your country a little, but it's mainly Celtic based. Well, that's really wild. How's yeah, that Irish been? Irish stuff. Irish music. Where do you play that at? Um, the the Catskills, the Irish Catskills, it's called, um, which is kind of uh, near Albany, up uh, up I, on the. Three how's way, that band yeah, doing? Out that's... in the sticks in the woods, um, but. Uh, is that band doing well? Yeah, yeah the the Celtic Irish music world is like it's, its own planet within music within our planet. It's its own world inside our planet. Like well, so, there's a whole so every continent generally for the most part there's like at least one city for the most at least where there where Celtic music draws like thousands of people. No, I'm thinking like like like, like kind of almost like the way soccer is played everywhere. That like there's Celtic Irish like kind of scenes and festivals even if it's just once a year but there's these great big Celtic music gatherings you know when I thought about your unique or quote quote Bud Rebel aspect that was not even in this platform so I'm really fascinated yeah. by this well, part I guess I didn't realize it I didn't I mean I, know, you know, I don't I had, it's a, you kind of asked checked in if I had unique yeah. talents oh no there's, no there's a lot more but, to go we got a lot but, more with John trust me yeah. but, but, now, but basically but I guess that is rather unique that, that I, I am in this world that I started, so the guy, it's really funny, so the guy I started skateboarding with and playing punk rock with when I was 13 years old. That's another story in a minute. Everybody. Yeah, which I did, we did sure. touch base on, but yes. but uh, so the guy I started doing that with, well, I, mean, I started with my own older kids, but I ran, a, I ran into him when maybe he was 13, I was 14 actually. Um, so early on in my, you know, my whole thing, and uh, we kind of did a lot of firsts, you know, wrote our first songs together, type of type of things like that. So I'm sorry, you're Irish, I would say. Right? Uh, I'm half Irish and half Italian. 50, so 50. okay, and that type of music is that the type of music you hear for St. Patty's Day, basically? It, it is sometimes, yeah, yeah, it is. And so anyway, he's he's super Irish, like he's Dublin, like his neighborhood people know about. You know, if you run into anyone in Ireland or whatever, they're like, yeah, they, his family's known. That's that guy. So he, well, we wound up having our little thing together musically with punk rock. We split up for years. He goes his way. I go my way. He winds up making this Celtic rock band that, with his family back to Ireland, gets very, very popular. And their drummer decided, their original drummer that they, they did all the hard work together with, um, the guy decided that he wanted to move to Nashville, which is Music City. 
and he just wanted to get you know kind of get away from this whole celtic world and left the drum position open and so my old friend from the skateboard you know early days uh he hit me up so you like and catapulted me into these huge festivals in front of thousands of people like my wow. first shows were like thousands of people i'm on and instagram like showing the seas of crowds of people and and this and this is and this, I mean, you must be, are you like really big like in St. Paddy's Day is that really still big? That's or? like yeah. Well, I'm not in that band by the way anymore. I'm oh. in a different one now. But uh, same music. What same music? Okay. As far as that, yeah, I'm in a different Celtic band now. But basically, yeah. What? Look, it's a it's a whole scene of people that they all just show up. Like, do you have free tickets to go to Ireland if you try to do that? Ah, uh, you know, it's 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 always talked about like you know whenever you know with with both bands like you know right. they're still together and i'm in a new band but yeah everyone talks about it but so it's what fun. happened with the first band so here here's the deal here's yeah. what i've noticed is i've played with a lot of like real irish bands now if you will like from ireland they try to sound american oh that's funny and you're trying to sound irish and we're trying to sound folky and irish <laughs> so so that's why i think maybe ireland doesn't need it as much as we might think because they're trying to enjoy right. themselves with what's current and meanwhile, over here in our world, like, you know, when you... So what happened to you, the first band um, that you switched over? Uh, during COVID, uh, you know, it's just like people started going their own ways anyways, how, how much that band, how much time they dedicate to it, how they operate. And it wasn't really lining up with me and my second band, which is my live band karaoke. Oh, okay. So the second band is a live band karaoke plus you have this. So yeah, yeah. The live so they, band, yeah, and so they kind of work together. I have a fill-in for karaoke. So live I, band karaoke, you're still the drummer for that. Yeah. I I want to tell you something. I was in the Royal Caribbean cruise ship. I did karaoke. Mm-hmm. It was just so much fun, everybody. So if I was going to say, if you're going to do uh, a karaoke song and you're not that great a singer... And if you you do all the song karaoke, by the way, do you like everything? So no, we just do punk rock, emo, pop, punk karaoke only. We and then people come up and they sing to the band in the background. They sing to a live band. We do a four count and we're rolling. So I can do like like a I guess I don't know my chemical romance song I could do. We do so we do a couple of middle of the road songs that are close enough to so that so that you know like literally anybody could have a good time and so to start fully in the middle, um, we do. Uh, my Own Worst Enemy by that band Lit. Remember them from the 90s? Sure. They Pamela Anderson in one of their videos, which is cool. So we do a Lit song, and then we do The Killers, Mr. Brightside. Oh, this is so cool. I love, I love that. So the what, Killers. So we have some middle-of-the-road stuff, but then the rest of the set is all my chemical Okay, I'm going to tell you to do one change, one note on this. Because I, I blew it out of the water on karaoke. Blew it out of the water. Not because I have any good voice. I, mm-hmm. Sweet Carolina. Yeah. By Neil, by Neil Diamond. Everybody's singing in the place. They're going crazy. Sweet, you know, the whole little thing. You should have Sweet Carolina and I will come to your karaoke. I mean, you should do I mean, just one rock just, and roll. We talked about maybe taking songs like that and maybe giving them the pop punk rock rock feel. Oh man, everyone's dancing. Putting that, you know, because yeah. some of these songs are universally known that is exactly. like, you know, people can. Maybe they're, you know, and you could probably go on YouTube and just find a version of somebody doing a punk rock version of Sweet Carolina and just seeing what we liked and just. Grab their idea and take Talk. it for a walk and make it our own. And okay, I'm, I'm, I'm up for it, everybody. Listen, right. when he gets me Caroline up, I'm going to go there, sing that song, everybody. Go. I don't We're going to owe you 10% too for the idea. <laughs> we'll cut you a check backstage. So, <laughs> so that's your next part of your quotes, Bud Rebel Angle, which is you are one of the biggest emo, I mean, I guess you put these emo nights together, right? That's part of your... Yes, yes. That's the live band karaoke, the emo night karaoke. And that, and you move that all over the place, I guess, right? Yeah. And that's a lot. Like lots of people come to this. How many people come to these things? Yeah, we sell out most shows. 
Then, like, where would you, give me an example of a place that you play in? Um, I mean, really, you know, it's it's a large, it's a it's a big spectrum. It really is. Uh, you know, the smallest we do these days, though, that has has definitely increased. Like we used to do places this size, really. You mm -hmm. know, but yeah. So now we we tend to at least be a two hundred ticket room. And so if I go to this event, uh, tell me what it's like. I'm I'm gonna buy tickets to go to the event. Yep, we keep really affordable tickets. You like know, how much? Uh, how much 10, the ticket? Anywhere between ten to twenty bucks. And then you come in there, and, then, and, then, yeah, and you an get to sync where it's all digitally synced up, where you just go and click your song, and it disappears on the list so that p two people don't pick the same song. You and know, you, like, do they videotape me singing? Uh, we do hire a photographer to get shots of the singers, and we put them online later. I, okay, another angle for them. Yeah, maybe you videotape it. And we I, don't, you know, we, we don't do video because it becomes. It becomes daunting for the person who we were hiring, you know, that have to dice through all this stuff. And, I, when and, I do Sweet Carolina, he's going to videotape it when I put this on TV. Okay? Well, it's different. If it's, you, if it's you, it's different. We'll make sure we get it done. But yeah, we don't. We don't put. You know, we. You know, especially if we, if we if we're playing thirty songs a night, right? Twice a week, and that's sixty songs. It's a lot of. You do that. Twi you do twice a week. Uh, yeah, we usually so price. how do you so the way that you produce income on this is you get a, a, a share of the monies that come in or yeah. you that's what you do basically, and so you do this twice a week and um, people how do they know this is happening is it just word of mouth or is it some type of promotions how does how does the whole world know that about this biggest email I, and by the way I think that if I'm correct there's some like celebrities that go to this you've got some people that are like. Yeah, yeah, I heard. Uh, I heard that you knew uh, that you knew uh, Burke Floyd. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it's amazing. Her president was in my in my film, The Undead, was actually uh, at your place. That's, that's a star. Yeah, that's great. Yeah, him and Eric Roberts. Uh, Eric Roberts is Julia Roberts. Julia Roberts' brother. Yeah, they were hang, hanging out with me front and center. Wow. Yeah, they they all follow they they sang too. me on Instagram, and I have some new friends, and that's really crazy. And they sing too. They were singing. No, as Burke as sang. Uh, Eric, Eric actually. Eric is the star of the music video for Mr. Brightside by the Killers. Mm. Well, not the star. He's the villain, but he's the he's the main. Aside from the band themselves, you know, he's the guy. He's he's the he's the character in the video that is carrying the plot along. Is he's this like mastermind of of this party? It's like, have you ever seen that video? It's a really cool. I think so. So think you know, so. yeah. So he wanted to see what was going on. In other words. He, uh, yeah, yeah, and he was just, yeah, exactly, and he was just in control, I don't know, it's like this weird spooky, it's this really spooky vibe, it's like, it's actually, you know, I was in high school when the video came out, and I really didn't appreciate it, you know, I was like, I was like 16, and I was doing my little punk skateboarding mm -hmm. thing, so I didn't care, I didn't give a crap about the artistic aspect of a killer's music video, but actually, you know, Eric, you said, he was like, oh, you, you know, you guys are doing a song in your set that I'm in the video for, and I'm like, get the hell out of here, so, you know, fire up YouTube. Sure enough, there's Eric Roberts. He's the main villain character. And so it, it, you're just, you're it's just, a deep, it's a deep video. It's yeah. actually, it's legit. They spent a lot of money and have a good storyline. It's actually, I appreciate. And it. I'm just saying, so the but, promotions for all this stuff is social media, and it's getting anyways, bigger, bigger. Yeah, uh, yeah, you know, yeah. We our promotion is um is through uh you know word of mouth, so, uh, social media, Facebook, Instagram. And, and what day is it? The weeks so are they usually Friday, Saturday, and uh, and where? What's the next location if you want to go to one of these? Tomorrow, we're in Providence. Providence, you move all, all over. Yeah, we go all over, and yeah, you know, there, there probably there, there might be some uh, some big names. I know that uh, my buddy uh, John is from Nanuet, mm -hmm. and uh, he uh, traveled the world in the band Horse the Band. They tried to play as many continents as they could possibly in a row. They called it World Tour, mm. and they 
left in Anaheim, California, and I think they went west first and literally tore the world in a circle consecutively. Wow. And literally ended the tour in New York City. Like went fully around. That's a great way to travel the world, I guess. Everyone's cheering and, you on and, from around the world. It's yeah, yeah. Good. John Carroll from Nanuet. He he jumped in and did drums on that tour. He's in a band called well, he was in a band called the Number Twelve Looks Like You, which uh, is kind of the, the the forefathers of the genre of music that Miles plays. Wow. Well, we're gonna get to that yeah, very but, shortly. Uh, but so so now I got he, two. Anyways, I got he's, two, he's I got coming two. tomorrow. And I got, he's a drummer. He's one of the best drummers. I mean, ever. And uh, and he's coming. He might. Province. So people want to know about this. Yeah. How do they find out about this? Uh, EmoNightKaraoke.com. EmoNightKaraoke.com. Everyone. EmoNightKaraoke.com. Now, I'm not even. I'm not even close to your Bud Rebel side. There's, there's more to that. <laughs> you actually, before you even did this, you were a pro skateboarder almost. I I, I was uh, I was. I started not. I, I was almost amateur. That's that's just where my journey stopped. I, oh, you I ended it amateur. I do believe. Yeah, I do believe that I that I would have kept going. I started. So the local, the biggest skateboarders locally, um, with as no surprise when you hear their name, they're called Zoo York. Okay. You ever heard of the company? I don't know much about that. I mean, you've heard of Zoo York? <laughs> yeah, she's she knows who they are. You know, uh, yeah. So Zoo York is actually in Zoomies. You know, like in Walmart probably, or maybe if they they used to be in Walmart. I mean, you're talking mainstream skateboarding company. Zoo York is from New York, obviously, like their name. And I started skating with some New York guys. And and it seemed like, once I started doing the research, it seems like everyone who made it out of this area, New York was the move. That's, so, that's like I, st- stepping stone one. And then if you actually, if it was made to, you know, almost like the minor leagues, and then you could expand out. So New York was our hub, and I started skating with those guys at the end. So it was like, it was either music or skateboarding. Yep, I literally had the crossroads. And senior year too, when it all when it's all coming crashing down on you, it was senior year. So, uh, I, I'm 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 a little younger than the rest of my grade, so I was 16 years old. So I was 16 senior year with my band blowing up. I'm skateboarding with New York. Literally, they were simultaneous. Sometimes I wouldn't want to go to band practice. Um, a lot of the schools in Rockland County were designed by California school designers, and as you know. Everyone in California loves skateboard. to skateboard because the way the schools are designed, it's one of the aspects. And for some reason, Rockland County hired this company to make the schools, North Rockland High School and the elementary schools, apparently they're designed by California school designers. So we have these great ledges and all these hills and stuff. It's just, it's a blast. And so, Did you ever get hurt skateboarding? Uh, luckily, not that bad. Not that bad. <laughs> that was one of the reasons why I checked out. I, things started, I started falling when I was 16. Falls started to hurt. Oh, it's starting to hurt a little bit more. When so, I was 13, man, I mean, I could fall off this house at 13. I'd get right back up. Wow. You know. Did, are there any videos of you as a skateboarder that we well, can see this well? Honestly, not that many. It no? was right before the technolo- you know, technology made it really... And how much does a professional skateboarder make, actually, if you really... Do you know what it, how, what you know, it is? I, I've listened to some podcasts myself where I've started to hear what those guys make and how they make it, and... Uh, um, it's a it's a it's a big it's a big scale. It could be as low as just free stuff, mm. and then you gotta like you know talk about this skate shop everywhere you go, and uh, skate you know skating competitions and try to win. It starts there, and then it seems like I guess you start to get monthly retainers, right? And it seems like the more you accumulate it, so if you can get a thousand dollars for a shoe retainer, thousand dollars for clothing, and that you know. I tell you, really fascinating. And I haven't even got to the part, John, that I'm ready to start. But I didn't get, let me make it clear. I didn't get really to any of that stuff. I almost started skating for a shop. I 
competitions started to stress me out and gave me anxiety. It just it seemed like a really unnatural part of skateboarding. Mm. Competitions. It just seemed like something I felt the same way with baseball. Like I kinda like, you know, like my dad tried to make me a jock, but I hated sports kind of. Mm. And that was one of the things. I like playing baseball. How'd your family think about all this? Initially Either, they hated it. But which one? Music or Music. skateboarding? They, both generally. <laughs> which one? Which one? Which one? Yeah, which one? They hate more. Which one? <laughs> I think they hated the skateboarding last because they were like, "Well, he could live a life and skateboard on his spare really? time." Well, they probably hated skateboarding last. They knew that. But then now they're probably into the whole thing. Now this is the most interesting angle to me, at least. You are a manager, producer of music. Is that angle? No, just manager of a, okay, of, so, of a small amount of bands. So if I'm, let's say, former bands. Tell me what, I know there's an agent, there's a manager. Tell me the titles and what people do in different... I mean, there's, a, there's a couple of key characters, but you know, one thing that I'll say from the start is it really, with, with today's modern technolo- technology advances, I mean, you pretty much, you can in-house the entire thing. You know, I actually, I, I, I specialize in it because I know all the executive branches and different, you know, if you will, of like how a band kind of can function. But, uh, you know, there's something to be said about financing it with, uh, with, you know, with people or in-house. But I guess as far as using people, you know, you have a publicist. The, the publicist's Public- job is, of course, is to promote the band in different the, ways. No, the publicist would, I mean, I mean, I guess you could say promote the band in a broad sense. But, I mean, they're not standing on street corners, you know, trying to get people's attention. They are setting up podcast interviews like this. Okay. They are trying to get you on late night television. That's how people get on Conan O'Brien. That's how their placements come in, or you know, random radio station placements. And, and that's and not your angle. You don't do that. I do not do that. No, okay. no, no. But that is one of the. So, one of the so uh, there's a band I know. We're familiar with. Do they have that quote like across the white water towel? You mentioned. Do they have a publicist? They have hired a couple of randoms to do you know publicist. that sort of thing. But we've never really like spent you know like thirty five hundred dollars a month retainer on some publicity company because right. it's the thing is it's kind of I don't know it's it, it's it's you gotta have stuff going on that's worth talking about so that you get that clicky aspect you know like you know like we all get sucked Something, into those articles right? right where it's like you know Snoop Dogg says this and it's like oh my god you know or right. whatever you know like those you know. Those articles, a lot, most of the times, are planted right by someone who set them up. Publicist, that's know, the job. Whatever. The publicist, again, it's the publicist. So that's basically metal bands do that too. Everybody, you know, they okay, do so, that. So but yeah. you want to have something worth talking about, or else you kind of burn out in the public eye because people will see the article, but they'll be like, no, no one wants to click that. No one cares about what you, you know, what you're doing. So well, yeah, you know, you're a pastrami sandwich. You tomorrow. gotta, yeah, you gotta make sure that you have something worth talking about. And I think this year we actually kind of did. So I think next year we'll probably get a publicist in the mix. I mean. You know, Matt performed with Jordan from A Skylight Drive on stage. And again, A Skylight Drive, like that band, the number 12 looks like you. They're from the same 2006 aggressive thrash metalcore scene. These, well, talking, they're people, I'm just, these guys, you know, so these guys are like... They don't, probably don't know what we're talking about right now. Layman-wise, we have to make sure... That people well, that's what I'm saying. So these guys are like 41 years old, but they're like grandfathers. Of the, of, like of the metal the, core of the scene. metal core scene of this and John is metal. John is the manager of metal. I'm 37. Band. I'm not. That's the thing. I'm not as old as these guys. That's why I'm not considered one of the uh, veterans. Yeah. Well, no, I, I I'm a veteran, but I'm not one of the. Uh, and first of all, I also don't play metal. But you know, you kind of there's like I always call things that like there's there should be a Mount Rushmore for everything. Mount yeah. Rushmore of skateboarding. It's Tony Hawk, right? It's Bam Margera. It's Jamie Thomas. Chad, whoever it is. 
you know, rock and roll has the Beatles and Rolling Stones and sees Mount Rushmore people. Right. You know, so, so, okay, so we got the, anyway, pub, we got so, the, we got so, the publicist. Okay, so what's back to publicist. So, I know he so, does so, that. So, so, Matt from uh, Across the Whitewater Tower, he performed on stage with one of these Mount Rushmore guys. Right. And if they had a, a publicist, they could... Jordan is like one of the OGs of, of young people screaming their freaking faces off with the double feet and the China symbol bashing. I mean, you know, we know it, we see it every day of our lives, but it, trust me, I was there. If you rewind the clock back, Nobody was doing that. Right. Nobody. No, that was the way. Thing. He did that. Yeah. No, okay. So I'm sorry. So anyway, so, so that's stuff worth talking about. That is the publicist. That's the publicist. Okay. And then now what do you have next? What's the next thing you have your band? You have a, you know, you need to record with someone who's, you know, great recordings. So great, you need, you need, a, you need a recording manager or you need a. No. no, you just go to recording studio. So, okay. That's, okay. That's a studio. But what else people do you need? Like, again, you, you're, what, do you oh, need yeah, an agent? Band, you know, you, you, you might have an agent, you know, but the, you know, agents like in the traditional What sense, does agent do now? Agents, agents talk to other agents and, you know, either put together tour packages of a couple of like-minded bands that basically all kind of agree they want to work together. We're not going to go play random shows. Let's stick together. And just if anybody wants to see us in these cities, X, Y, Z, we're all going to work together. Make them see us together. Okay. So, and so you know, the agents will kind of put everything be together. forced to be nice to each other because <laughs> they probably don't always want to be, but they'll be forced to kind of, all right, who do you have and where are they going and who do I have and where do they want to go? You know, like, and people try to put things together, you know, in the bands out there doing their thing you hope that you know people are talking about you and wanting to put you on there and then what they had in the past you get a record label that was a big deal now i tell record them this label, you know a record label from their conversations corner a record label shows these agents that somebody's spending money on you right that's that's one of their main things is that the agents now know they're like oh these guys are signed i bet so if, you, if, you, if, you, if you become a band that's signed nowadays that means that the the company gives you money as the band, or does that mean the band? They spend money on you. They don't give you money. They spend money to promote you. Yeah. So getting a record, getting a getting a getting a record deal. When you get a no, I'm sorry. When you get a signed, when you get signed as a band. Oh yeah. They when, they they will pay. Yes. They basically yeah. They don't actually hand you cash. Now they used to, and I mean I guess it still happens, right? Let's never say never. You know, I, I'm sure bands like you two. Or even maybe the next Twitch celebrity tomorrow. Like, there's always outliers. There's cases where people are throwing money at things. But especially every day, every day that the world's the way it is and the way it has been, it doesn't happen. The so what would know, happen? It's like happened. this fairy tale where some guy has a cigar in his mouth right. with a lamp swinging over his head. And he's like, kid, I'm going to make you huge. I'm going to make you a star. And sends you a limo like that. I mean, that hasn't happened since 1988, so, probably. So, uh, so you know, or, or whatever. You know, like it happens much less these days. Is a lot of times it's just, it's just an agreement to pay your bills. Especially things are so... Tour buses are $60,000 like for three-week bundles and stuff. Like things have never been this... Crazy before. So they'll pay your bills. So they'll so do you, things like that. And, and by bills. paying your bills, they take a lot more money out of your pocket. Or even they just still their 50-50s or their 70-30, you know, whatever you're supposed to do. They'll so take it, what they're it, going to take. So and, it's still a good thing if you're signed as a band, generally. I mean, it could it could be, but it also can't, you know, I mean, if, uh, if you're, let's say your first record goes a little slow and you're really a band that needed a second swing, you know, if the label's hearts and wallet is broken by your but, first record... They might jam you up on your second release, and now all of a sudden this this weird stuff's happening. You don't have the budgets that you want, or they're starting to force okay. you to listen to them because your way failed on your first record. You know, right? So they might they start making you do things you don't want to do. So let me in, in, in hopes that maybe it's going to work now. Like, hey, right. you know, your first record sucked in our eyes. 
now go follow our lead or else like again further tur- further turmoil you just kind of you see this band you know these bands out there every 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 you know every mistake or flub they dig themselves further and if they weren't signed then they could have just cut that second record and just been on their way you know now, so that, what you know, what is so. your role what do you do with the bands exactly uh as manager you kind of have your hands in everything kind of the best way to describe it but you know especially depending on the artist you you know you almost you have conversations of of what you're going to stay off of you know like you know and that's the same with every band you know every band works differently in a way so there's things they want you to stay away from there's things they want you to do and only you know every band's different some bands don't touch my money i got it you know don't you know don't worry about you know am i getting paid every time my 10 percent's too of course but some bands are just like don't you know i got it Mm -hmm. on on this on there are some bands that are like take every dollar and take and take I mean, every dollar and then just pay everyone and pay me, you know, like, and I'm sitting there with thousands of dollars of someone else's money and right. I got to go pay for their bus and call the rental, you know, and I got to do everything and then pay them and just give myself my 10% and send them, you know, everything after expenses and say, this is what you made. Here's what you spent. Here's my 10. Have a good day. Now, you know, so everybody's old, different. In the old days, I guess Elvis Presley had that manager, am I right? Was he his manager? You're right. You know, I just saw his movie. It was a shame. <laughs> the Colonel. Yeah, I never knew that the Colonel <laughs> screwed him so bad. But yeah, so that was that was an example of an artist that was like, the. Uh, he was just like, you know, yeah, yeah, take care of it all and give me give me the rest. Now, I mean, I've Those heard a lot about days. that Elvis scenario. And one thing's for sure, the way he lived, he uh, he got plenty of that money. Right. He just spent it like a bozo. Yeah, yeah. You know, so I don't know how much the colonel inevitably robbed me. Maybe he did rob him a whole lot, but maybe also Elvis spent a whole well, heck of a lot of money. It's also that drug part about that we... we well, that's what... Well, so, yeah, of course. Well, we don't know that right. was... A, we don't know if the colonel was... Seemed like... In the movie, he seemed like he was pushing the drugs on oh, you Elvis. Think? I don't know. what We don't know. I know, yeah. You know, you... you this is a movie, know. and, I, and yeah. the colonel hasn't come out with his own movie. I'm sure that if you went on Reddit and you stayed up till 3 o'clock in the morning reading, you'd probably find some truth in there. You know, people who people who know a thing or two. Uh, but, but yeah, I don't, I don't know. This One thing's for sure is Elvis did get a hold of plenty of that money. But essentially... You know, yeah, there's the, the good thing about the business is it's so digital that if you just open up a Google Drive with a sheet of just positives and negatives, like, you know, your artist can be very transparent. He knows what the checks look like. You buy, you know, you go buy the hotel rooms, you go buy what you got to buy, you put the negatives there. Here's the leftover amount. You send it to him on cash that PayPal. Yeah. You know, so things are very transparent. The colonel didn't have that. In those days, <laughs> the colonel true. didn't have iCloud. You well, know? I was going to so, ask you so also. It was harder like, to do as, as, well. as and. This might be the final question in the music industry. I'm so fascinated, but I think it will take up the whole rest of this podcast. My question is, in terms of artists being musicians now, when I was growing up, we sold albums, and you had to wait till songs get on. How do they make money? Is it just basically merchandise and concerts? How do they really make enough money to survive? These yeah, songs? I mean, that's a, 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 if, if you're lucky, the more revenue streams, the better. That's the short answer, is the more revenue streams, the better. I mean, if the more things... You know, if somebody is paying you on Instagram to, and they're sending you an influencer contract, you know, which is, uh, I mean, maybe you're doing, I mean, did this company pay you to, uh, no, I'm just drinking this. Okay. Coffee. You're just, I wasn't sure this was I'm a hoping sponsor. they want, if you want to sponsor me too. That's, that's what I, yeah, that's what I, yeah. So that, it's you know, very good, this coffee. <laughs> in the exact same way that you just, you know, right. like maybe you are being paid for that. I don't know. But if not, you no. should definitely send them this clip. But, I know, sure. You know, but, but yeah. But it tastes very good. <laughs> bands, you know, bands, you know, the more. Right. The more ability you have to monetize than you do. But yeah, you, you know, you, you look at your biggest streams and work your way down to, you know, T-shirts. Uh, Clo- you know, fashion you know, design uh, now. It's a lot ticket, of fashion. Ticket sales. Get a part of that. You're streaming. 
But the, but the actual the actual music itself is not the uh, biggest well, money. streaming you know streaming and physical uh, especially you know uh, vinyl vinyl is really big again for for bands ah, that, that do interesting you know great bands uh, you know truly great bands that you know like look there's there's some bands that their their popularity is based in the live sector mm-hmm. like EDM artists which do still sell copies but you know EDM is best served you know while heavily drunk <laughs> in like a high school gym with the lights completely off with neon LED glows, right? Like that's their thing. I that's, have a, I have a, I have, I have a little secret, everybody. I'm, I wrote a script about EDM. That's gonna, that might be the next film I make, but I'm going to talk about that later on. It's going to well, be very, then you know exactly what I'm talking about. Yeah. If you done some research there uh, for your film, it's going to be uh, pretty wild. Maybe, yeah. maybe we'll talk more about that. Afterwards. But that's, but you know, basically look, those guys, I mean, yeah, like again, do they sell vinyl? Yes. Which is great because I also make, a, a whole lot in the gyms and those little those those well not little those big auditorium things but you know those guys you know that's that's a scene that's based in the concert sector but you know for people that are are you know guitar based bands and great vocalists the vinyl is bigger than ever mm, interesting okay I'm gonna talk about some exciting business ideas I hope they're exciting are you ready to hear some ones yeah okay great first one is called election verification company so the last election every election people don't trust the elections whether it's right or left they always think something's tricky going on so this company would be made of people from different political viewpoints coming together and they would offer their services to different communities before the election during the election and after election so the people would feel that the election is fair no matter what side they're on mm-hmm. that's the concept I'm trying to. I'm trying to. I'm trying to follow this. Can you? Can... Yes. So most people, a lot of people on the left and the right, don't feel elections fair. The last election, people on on the right felt like you know that didn't ha- the determination of the election had occurred so much later than it should have in many states, or that they counted absentee ballots that came in you know way after. There are a lot of things that we didn't consider. So this this organization, this company, would be an independent company that would look at. The, the preliminary, what happens before the election, make sure everything's fair, and give evaluation to the county, the community. It would, might even work during the election to make sure the people that are actually ele- legally to vote do vote, and people that don't vote don't vote, not legally allowed to vote. And it would make, or, and finally, it would make sure that the results afterwards were fair. And this is an independent group that's a company that wouldn't be siding with the right or the left, so they would be certifying elections to make sure they were fair in certain communities. That's a. I don't know if that's a. I think that's a. It seems quite necessary. Yeah, because I think right now, this. I think democracy itself is really like everybody's like doesn't know what to do. I mean, I think it would just. Uh, I think one of the things that comes to mind is, I mean, if you had a person per county, it's very simple. You can go on Google and Google how many counties are in the United States. You know. Like 9,000 or something crazy. I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, how many counties are in the United States? You need one for every county, right? Yeah, we well, can. I mean, maybe they, I if mean, you're lucky, if there's like, you know, out in all the farmland in America, you could shrink it down a little bit and just maybe like Missouri have one guy or two guys, two. It just seems like there's 50 states. It's like you need like a lot of staff members. No, you but this would, this, would, this would be this would be paid by the state or the county. You boots on the, on the ground yeah, to monitor, it. to watch every, you know, all these elections. You know, there's high schools and churches and all these places people vote You know, at. I didn't think that. Again, you, John, you just gave me a thought. It doesn't have to be like government elections. It could be business elections. They'd just be an independent group that would come in 
and make sure all these elections. And, you know, maybe, Labor Union uh, elections. I, I'm seeing like a county could be like, oh, come to our local election. You know, make sure you know there's no there's no uh, funny business and going you say on. There's no funny business going on because we hire, hire this company to verify. We hire this company, the verification so you, company. You you we, we hire the election verification company to make sure that when you vote in our county, you have a fair shake. And I know what you can argue with. Yeah, is that a cool idea. I think it's a really cool idea, but I also think you, you can see that my Bud Rebel show. Was, you got to make sure you don't get JFK for an idea like that. Sure. <laughs> Let me tell you, that's very good. Like because it. one day, if you wind up uh, with you know like a whole Jeffrey Epstein like disappearing, that's it. You know, uh, not to put you in the same realm as that guy at all, but I'm just saying, you nope, know, nope, uh, know there's some people out there that make people disappear, and you would be. You would be people. meddling. Maybe I won't start this business. <laughs> Maybe I'll someone else start this business. I'm not, that, you know, if that if that goes really well for you, I'm not sure how well that's going to actually go actually end up for you. Yeah. You know, Maybe you know? I should go with the other one. Yeah. Well, this is actually one I thought of a long time ago, and I really don't know why this came out didn't come out with. It's called piss on this. Now, when you are watching commercials and advertisements, whatever it is, you can just flick a switch. You don't have to watch it. You can just or just fast forward it or turn the room. But there's one area where a man cannot avoid watching commercial if it was right in front of them. It's a urinal. So if you're standing in front of a urinal and there was a 30-second commercial going on, you have to watch it. If you look to your left or your right, well, the guy next to you will not like it too much. This way you have people's attention for 30 seconds of people's attention. And I don't, I gave this to an advertisement. You guys out there should make this with me. I think this is the best way to market, you know, commercial. I think Las Vegas. I think if you spend some time in Las Vegas, uh, setting some uh, clients up, and put some money behind it, I think that I think that's a slam dunk. I think you would just probably need a couple, you know, a hundred a hundred k or two startup to just set it up. You and know, you know so as soon as the maybe action, like just go to Caesar's Palace and say, listen, I want to take every one of your toilets in this bathroom here and start go bathroom by bathroom. Be like, I want two urinals. In this mm-hmm. bathroom, I want two urinals in that bathroom. As soon as I'm going to bust idea. up your wall. You know, you, know, you know, you can even hire your guys. I'll pay for it. But, mm-hmm. you know, go bust up your wall. Take these two urinals. Put my TV units in. And then you go call Coca-Cola. And you say, hey, guess what? I got these urinals in Caesars Palace in Vegas. Mm-hmm. What's it worth to you? Right. That's pretty powerful, right? I, mean, yeah. I, think, I, think, I think that'd be pretty cool. You know, a little bit of startup cash. And, and uh, I don't think I would. I mean, worst case is, I don't know. I guess maybe you lose a at least I don't. At least I, at least I don't get Epstein. You mentioned. No, you wouldn't. But, I, I don't see how that would fail, man. But see, now there's another thing. But if I did decide to go with the election verification company, I might want to go to number C. Now this is. I don't usually do three things. This is so exciting. I was. So I'm on the Royal Caribbean cruise, and, and by the way, we'll talk. Maybe I don't know how much time I have. I'm thinking. Really, we're talking so long. It's so light. Nice today. But I saw something where you could actually buy an island. We can have our own island. And you can put like your own like companies and businesses. You get fed up with this whole country, you want to get the hell out, you can buy an island and have your own island. Yeah. So if I start the election verification company... I can't get people to hang out with me at all. You think they're going to come to your island? <laughs> <laughs> well, then you could have... People would fly into your island and go to your emo night on the island. <laughs> you could have an emo night on the island. Sounds a little fire <laughs> to me. But... <laughs> well, could that's, be cool. that's very folks, funny because I wasn't... Who, uh, have the money to do it. I wasn't even thinking about this, but see, my mind thinks all over the place. It's good, bad, and different. So I went to see a movie called The Menu. I won't ruin it for you, but it was the first movie I saw in the movie theater in a long time. If you're a foodie, are you a foodie? 
A foodie? Yeah. No, no, no. I like mac and cheese, like craft mac and cheese. No, when I, I mean a like... foodie is like someone like that appreciates the like the quote the fine things that they really want to taste the flavor. They want to enhance it. Would you yeah, do... no, I'm, I, I eat garbage. <laughs> so eat anyway, garbage, yeah. these people pay a lot of money to go on this fancy island where this top chef serves them the meal of their lifetime. I, I'm not going to ruin it for yeah, you. Yeah, I, 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 like... I have friends who are foodies. So you want you you'd want to have a foodie island? No, this is a movie called Menu. Oh, that so was about that. Oh. It was about so that's like the combination. The island plus this movie was right. It was a very interesting movie because it explored the people. I really recommend the Menu, by the way. Yeah, I have uh, to watch that. It's very funny. It's funny. It's a, it's like a horror movie, but not a horror movie. So it's just the characters are like you. If you know people that are like almost like they're like. There's so much into food, or they think there's so much into food. It's you'll laugh hysterically. But I think it was really great. By the way, I'm going to different topics. I didn't realize I was going to. I'm going into now entertainment a little bit more. There's a new show on Netflix called Wednesdays. Wednesday. Have you seen it? I've heard people talking about it. I've not seen it. I've only watched the first episode, so I can't tell you too much about it. It's about Wednesday from the Adams family. Very cute. I mean. I, I, Wednesday's a very interesting and be perfect for you because he's like, Wednesday's like the first emo character on TV I'd say she was one yeah it's true <laughs> she's really into the whole her the whole and thing. Edgar Allan Poe and a couple of right uh, right very dark characters yeah and yeah. It's, it was before the time and it's just like it's such a it's funny it's a, it's pretty funny and I'll see if it gets any better but the character's developing nicely on the other spectrum there was a movie I saw that went the opposite way that was so bad because this director made a very famous movie um, before this, like award-winning horror movie. The movie, the movie now is called Nope. Oh it, yeah, yeah, uh, Jordan. Jordan, Jordan Peele. Peele. Thank you. Did you see it? No. Uh, Don't. I, yeah. the word, I, the, I heard a bunch the, of people say the, it was the good. title is per- perfect. Nope. Just skip Nope. Yeah. It's it's boring a bit. First of all, it's a concept. And I don't, I don't, I'll screw for you guys. Don't, that's stupid. If the alien is a monster, basically. Taxi. It just, it's just so slow. and it, It's just like you get so fed up because he's such a good director. Like I, you, I don't know whether sometimes I get lazy and just pick a script. I'm sorry, Jordan. It was just really was a good movie. Um, but I would definitely not recommend that film for most people on that list. I see, I see. Yeah, I'm sorry to tell you. I was also going to mention today that... Kanye West, what the hell is going on with that man? Yeah, I think uh, I think uh, he's. Uh, I mean, over over everything. You I mean, know? you know, I people mean, blame a lot of mental illness, and I like Kanye West. I mean, I respected he took stanzas, but listen, I'm Jewish and and I wear it with pride, but I don't like I don't go out and now I'm just you know do my life and whatever, and I hate I hate. When people stereotype any group as one type of group, he's getting so anti-Semitic for no reason. I don't, I don't, I don't understand it. Yeah, I, so mean, I, I, I look, I've been so disconnected from like when I hear of superstar names like him or LeBron James or, you know, or uh, for a while the guy from Maroon Five, Adam Levine. Like every time the guy stepped outside, you know, it was an article somewhere. Anytime people get that get to that point, I I really just I just tune I just tune. No, in. no, I just don't. I you know I yeah. just don't. I so don't care. I have so much going on, and if somebody is just at some point that they're being fed, I always think it's weird and it's fishy that the media picks people, you know, that to to just talk about nonstop. 
you know, I'm really into conspiracy type of stuff and all that. I, so, I understand you that. Know, but... so, so I really don't know anything on the subject aside from the fact that I know that he is one of the most famous modern rappers of all time. Right. And he dated one of the most famous women of all time. And, and it, it's all just so super... I, I look at the complexity of my life being at the bottom of the punk rock scene mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, my little corner and how hectic my life is with a girl from Rivervale, New Jersey that I'm married to that isn't the... My, my wife is the most unfamous person in the entire world. Mm. And I look at the craziness of my life that, you know, my phone sometimes doesn't stop ringing. And sometimes I feel crazy. And I look in the mirror at the gym and I'm like, what is going on? I don't even know how I'm getting through the day. So I can only imagine what, what, what crazy world... Those no, no, I, 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 I understand. And, and what is what is now happened to his brain? Yeah. Like, I mean, is he, is he taking a ton of medication and a ton of drugs? And what is he, 50 now? Yeah, I mean... Or no, is he 40? I just don't understand How the hate. Kanye West? Seriously. Right, that's a great question. But I don't. I, mean, I personally don't understand the hate. His brain is... Because pro- his brain is melted. I mean, I mean he's, 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 hanging around, he's hanging around people. So he, he's he, hanging around people that, that this guy denied the Holocaust exists. I don't... I don't he's, he, he literally said in the... He went on a podcast, said, right? And, yeah, and he, went on a rant where he said all this weird stuff. Right? Just tonight, he, today. Wait, he, tonight again? Today okay. he came. Yeah. Wait, where, what did he do today? He was on the show called Infowars, and he said he literally. Wait, oh, he went on Infowars with Alex Jones today. Yeah, I think and said, said a, as I said, a slew of crazy no, stuff. Again. No, no, like crazy is evil. Like really, like he said, he Hitler, was Hitler, Hitler was not a, such a bad person. Nazi, not no, Nazi was bad. I mean, that's really weird. Man. Really he's weird. Gone. And he's, he's just gone. I mean, that's I mean, I, I don't, I don't understand where that. And he's finally this guy, this Nick Ventos. So if you had so much money that you can, that you can get. Your favorite cheeseburger, 24 hours a day, 300 days a week, and your favorite drug, 300 days, you know, 365 days a year. If you had so much money that you could do anything possible, and you were a guy who grew up, you know, through whatever he, you know, I don't know how much money he had growing up, or right. you know, I'm pretty sure he didn't have any. You know, again, I could only imagine what he did to himself and what drugs he said doctors put him didn't Michael Jackson and self direct doctors to give him stuff until he killed himself I, I just don't right? I, I, think, I, I just I just don't so, know I just don't know what's going on I don't know how he's, he's just I just don't understand people mega celebrity with too much chemicals in his body with infinite amount of money and he's hanging around really evil people and he said because he, yeah who and, and I you know what I, I get are, those people I, I, are also filthy rich too it's a bunch of incredibly top and you know what's weird, weird too he met with the President Trump and and President Trump should never have met with him directly. He should make yeah, a total the phone. You know, that, and I, I support President really Trump. I have I no idea. I could have that. That, that would have upset a lot of people. And I didn't understand but it. Apparently, all. they're friends. No, they're friends. That's <laughs> fine. I, I mean, I, listen. I have friends that say a lot of not such nice things. You know, they're my friends still. I don't throw them out. But I, but if I you was probably a wouldn't have a public luncheon with them, right? If they were, if they were like truly suffering and out of their, yeah, mind, yeah. And I mean, know, I'm things that I don't always agree on. with people. Everyone says things that are stupid. It's, it's not, you know, it's not impossible to say things that are stupid. But the point of the matter is that if I'm running for president, I hopefully have a filter people that say, hey, this is not the right person you should be meeting with directly. So I have yeah, no idea. to show the Republican Party is doomed. I mean, and, well, and, hopefully not. You know, like uh, we, I don't know. I, I, yeah, no, I, super doomed. I, 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 st- I still support. I still support Trump, even I think this is detestable. But yeah, we have we have a new guy coming up. Maybe they, they, no, I don't they think might. so. I think Trump's going to get your. Well, I think he's going to get the, the the He's going to he's going to run again in twenty. I think DeSantis might lose. come up. Let's just say on that one. We have a lot yeah. very lively conversation. Very excited. Okay, so. I also want to speak to about something else that's that's very disturbing. 
going on. If you've seen what's going on in China, people are out there protesting in China. Oh yeah, really hard over the being closed, zero COVID policy, I heard they're now, closed back up. But in China, if you protest, you can just be dead. Yeah, yeah, I've heard. It's like this, this yeah. country where you can just like protest. And in Iran, a young lady who didn't want to wear that thing on her head, what do you call that? I don't know, whatever it is. She didn't want to, she died in prison because of that. And they've been protesting there too. And they've been killing people in Iran. And our country, which is founded on freedom and democracy, is basically ignoring it. We're not even saying a word. So what I'm going to do right now, i got a red marker. If anybody else wants to do that himself, I'm going to put a red mark on my hand right here. I don't know. Just, just a symbol of support for the people of China and the people of Iran who are fighting for freedom in their own country. Letting them know that I'm on the side. Did you want to? I don't know if you want sure. to do the same. And if we could just spread that, that mark right here around the world just to say we support freedom and democracy. We support people's right to go. protest in this country, in the, their countries, and not have to feel like they have to get killed for it. It's really brave people, really incredibly brave people. I I want to leave. Yeah, that, I I I I've heard about that. I, I that's really. I mean, I as a comfortable American, it's really hard to uh, phantom. You know, to, yeah. To, I mean, like even believe it's that. You know, it's like you know it's real and you know what's happening, but it's kind of like unreal to see. Yeah actually uh that that it is and yeah well i mean you know it's weird uh as for what people what people or what our government i don't even i don't even know why i'm saying people like we have any control over it but you know what the united states government chooses to do and not do it's it's always really crazy to you know i just felt like growing up when i felt when i was growing up we stood for democracy it was easy you saw russia falling um, with soviet union falling we were, we were that we were the good guys and now i don't know where we are and again, that's, please, a, that, that's a great, that's a great, that's a great point to make. It's like, it's like, that's the thing. It's like, I, I you can't say people because I'm sure people, there's a lot of things as a society, you know, with, you know, uh, majority rules. There's probably a lot of things that the United States would probably majority rules want to do or not do. And that, and that's unfortunately not reflected by what the United States government does. Right. So yeah, that's kind of, that's what I, that, that's, you know, that's, that's the bigger picture that kind of bumps me out. Well, you know, not kind of, it does bum me out when you hear about that stuff on the news because you're just like. What can you even, you know, what can you do? You can put a little marker on your hand? Well, let it, let it, but at least, at least our country can make a bigger stand. Um, I'm going to end on a note today. And it's a very sad day. Somebody who I've known for over 30 years passed away today. Um, Her name is Patty Amy, and this show is dedicated to her. One of the most kind persons I know. Sometimes a person that would cut off a hand for somebody might say. She was such a giving, loving person and just died one night. Today is the day that she passed away and it's tragic that life is so short. And she always enjoyed every moment when she was here. And she brought so much joy and happiness to so many people. And it's just a tragedy that, that occurred. I know in everybody's life, we always lose people at different times, but when it happens suddenly, it's just too much, too much to bear. I guess in the end, it's about how much happiness do you have and how much happiness that you bring to the world. So in the sense, Patty lived a good life, a long life, in the sense that she brought much happiness 
to this world. So may God bless our soul wherever it is, and hopefully it's heavenly bound. Thank you for joining us tonight, and all the best. God bless.